For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word and thrive in Christian living. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, courses, and more. Welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. I am Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about keeping Christ in Christmas through family entertainment, specifically the new musical movie Journey to Bethlehem, which is coming to theaters on November 10th. So you who have been listening for a while, you know we love to keep our listeners up to date on ways to thrive in Christian living and family entertainment we know is definitely a part of that. So we are super excited to share about the new musical movie, Journey to Bethlehem. And this musical tells the Christmas story in a very fresh and inspiring way. And joining us today to tell us all about it is co-writer Nikki Anders, who will share with us more about the musical and the importance of creating content that the entire family can see together. So our guest today, award-winning recording artist and songwriter Nikki Anders, has spanned the gamut from recording artist to songwriter to producer to record company and music publishing company owner. Working with many different styles of music, Nikki has written, performed, and produced for many major motion pictures and television shows, including the Fox television hit Glee, The Glee Project, High School Musical 3, Cheetah Girls, One World, the Jonas Brothers films, Camp Rock, and many, many, many more. Uh, we are so excited that she has been willing to join us here. We Most recently, she has been dedicating her time to the Golden Globe winning hit TV series Glee, where her voice is the secret weapon for music producer Adam Anders when recreating each song and as a mentor and vocal producer for the Oxygen Hit, The Glee Project. Please welcome Nikki. Hello. <laughs> that's that's embarrassing, listening, listening to all that uh, in person. <laughs> well, I think it's so awesome that our listeners get to know that you have really had quite uh, an incredible career. And... Maybe you can just give us a little insight into that last one, your voice as a secret weapon. Tell oh, us God. what you mean by that. <laughs> you know, um, I, one of the process uh, the processes of Glee was to find a, a singer who kind of emulated each cast member. So um, because each cast member didn't have the time to really map out their own song and make it their own and figure out the harmonies or the, you know, there are a lot of duets or tr whatever. So um, I was cast as the singer for Leah Michelle, the lead character. And so I would do all of her demos for her. Um, and then she could just, it could cut her time in half. You come in, you put me in one ear and she would emulate what I, I had done. And it just makes her job a lot easier. Wow. So, and then we would, um, you know, map out all her duets and, and her special parts and things like that. So that was my job. That is so cool. Wow. All right. Very interesting. Secret though. No, it's a secret no more. 
Well, today I'm so excited to talk to you about Journey to Bethlehem, which is kind of a, a unique new entry into the collection of holiday classic movies. I know that uh, my daughter Taylor and I watched it and we absolutely loved it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, that is what is, I'm glad to hear that because that's what we want to have happen. Yes, yes, yes. We were so excited watching it. So why don't you just um, give us a little bit of background about how this project got started and what was inspiring you to do it? Wow. Well, our, this project was actually started about 17 years ago. Uh, we were visiting my parents in Iowa at Christmas, and um, one of the things that we always loved to do was watch movies. I mean, we would stay up all night and watch movies sometimes. And this is prior to having kids. <clears throat> and we realized there was nothing to watch um, in the crisp vein of Christmas. And we had our, we were musicians. We were doing, um, producing music and writing music at that time still. And there was nothing with music involved. I'm like, why is there no Christmas movie with music? It just didn't make sense to us. So uh, my husband actually wrote down a treatment, like a 12-page document, kind of highlighting the, what our plan was um, to tell the story of Christmas as a musical. And then, you know, life went on. We had to make a living and we did, you know, obviously you, you mentioned some of the things that we were busy doing and that really took up our lives for a very long time. But in the midst of all that, even with the busyness, um, we kept coming back to this project and kind of dipping our foot in. Okay, now let's try a script. All right, then we'd get busy again. All right, well, let's write a couple songs. Like, and then we'd get busy again. And things just went on and on like that for quite some time until COVID when we had nothing but time yeah. to actually finish, uh, write a lot of the songs, um, really hone in. My husband could really hone in on the script. And we were together as a family. So being that it, we wanted to make this for families to enjoy together, our boys were home. And so we could sit around our little circle of chairs and read iterations of the script to them and get their feedback, oh, how play demos for them and get their feedback. And so they were, um, you know, when I, we say this is our little family project, it truly is something that they've had their little fingerprints on as well. Oh. That's really cool. I, I loved hearing some upsides that have come out of COVID and it certainly seems to be a God ordained movie. You know what I found so fascinating was that this movie, you know, depicts an event that happened over 2000 years ago, yet it connects with the heart of everyone watching it. I can only imagine it will today for people who are struggling with relinquishing their own plans and trusting mm. God's perfect plan. And I, I love how that was brought out a couple different times. Tell us why you thought that that was a point to really bring alive in this story. Well, I think that um, there's so many reasons to bring that to the forefront. Um, but I think, you know, we all have, plans and dreams and goals and ideas of what we think God might have for us, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then life continues and we see it not come to fruition. And, and for us, like that happens so many times in our own lives. Mm -hmm. And the we have the propensity to then think, well, 
God didn't, you know, God didn't do what he was supposed to do, or we're not living according to God's will or whatever it is. But there's also um, submitting, truly submitting, like we call it tweaking the dream. Maybe we don't have all the answers, right? Coming to that understanding that God's plan is going to be better. Um, even though it might not have been what we thought it was going to be, we're able to tweak our dream to match his plan for our lives. And I think that is something that um, we all struggle with. And I think even 2,000 years ago, a teenage girl, of course, especially a teenage girl, is going to have her own ideas for her life. And um, I think we can relate to that. And we can see that in her submission to what God wanted for her, even though it was scary and maybe um, a burden that was very heavy, she did more than she could have possibly ever imagined. Yes. Oh, I just felt like for me personally, like that was just such a huge takeaway and it felt so encouraging, so encouraging because we do get into our heads on how we think we have our whole lives planned out. And Oh, definitely. It's it, I we have we can I think we were able to truly um you know put ourselves in that position because we've lived it. Yeah. You know, I think um and then even as parents, you know, you have um hopes and dreams for your own kids. Yes. And even putting that aside and recognizing that God is the one that has the ultimate and best. It may not be what we think is best, but it leads to their ultimate fulfillment. Well, what makes this telling of Mary and Joseph's story so special in your mind? Mm. You know, there's something we talked about early on. There's never really been a movie or portrayal of them and their relationship. It's just been very, as you know, in the Bible, there's not a lot written. So we can only take what we know from what we see in the Bible. And then the rest is is up to interpretation based on what we know of historical context and what we know of human emotion. <laughs> and we recognize they were humans. And so they are bound um, to have some emotion and feeling and fear and, um, you know, jitters and excitement or and real love or and growing fondness for one another. But what does that look like? What did it look like? How did Joseph decide to stay with Mary? How did he um, feel when she first told him? How did the parents react? And then going, does he go with what his parents say? Does he, you know, go with what his, his own um, relationship with God is telling him? So, so much going on there. And we just felt like, let's, you know, there's a love story here because they ultimately raised this, the son of God until, you know, he, then became a man and, and entered his ministry. Um, so I just felt like that was something that was forgotten. And I didn't want to, I thought it was, you know, something that should be talked about. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was so excellent that you really felt yourself getting into, like you were living out their lives. Um, it's just done in such an excellent way. And I think too, the, having the chosen series now come before this, like it's really opened our minds and with understanding that these were real people. They did have emotions and feelings. And uh, I think that as well makes it kind of this movie seem so exciting to watch. 
Yeah, I, I'm glad to hear you say that because I too believe that, you know, it's kind of, the Chosen's kind of opened that door to being able to um, feel like that's okay to, I don't want to say modernize it. It's not, it's not really a modern thing, but just to put yourself yes. in their shoes more fully and, and seeing them as humans and not just characters in a book. Even though the book may be the Bible, I do think there's, it's natural to look at them from a distance and think of them as um, like alter humans <laughs> that lived in a different, they were, you know, they were like almost superheroes in a way, but they were real. They weren't um, superheroes. They were real people who were given great tasks by God. Absolutely. And just understanding the cultural context is so critical to, to yeah. any Bible story that you read. And um, you guys have done a great job with that as well. Well, with your um, resume that is fully loaded. <laughs> we need to simplify that. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Right, right. Tell us something that this film taught you that you didn't expect going into it. Mm. You know, um, you've heard the phrase, life imitates art. <laughs> or art, you know, I feel like what's happened... Um, when you're working on a project of this magnitude and you're writing the songs and pouring yourself into um, the moment of each character and what they would be feeling and thinking, and when it all comes together, you realize all those lessons that are woven into the film happened to be lived out in our own lives within the making of the film. So things like um, patience. There's a great line in the film that's, um, patience is a good companion faith and that is something I think the biggest lesson that we've learned me personally is that the patience it's and pushing pause on your your dream or um, what you believe God's plan is for for your life sometimes God does push pause and you have to have patience because you're not ready yet or the world isn't ready yet or the time whatever it is there's something that needs to be learned in the in the meantime. And that's part of the reason this movie took 17 years. I mean, we finally got to, like, I call it the first finish line, which is actually when Adam moved to Spain to shoot the movie. And we talked about how, you know, even though it's taken 17 years, we didn't have patience in the in those 17 years. We were very impatient and frustrated and everything was, ah. Oh, you know, it's frustrating and your emotions are up and down, but had we had the patience to understand that there's a reason this is on pause, he was preparing Adam to become a director. Mm. And I don't think this movie would have been the same had Adam not directed because for the first 16 years of it, it was going to be someone else directing mm. the film. So that is just something alone that we recognize. And patience is um, a good companion for faith is the ultimate yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. And that's so incredible that he he is so fully invested in this. So for him to be the director, I'm sure, lends so much more to the film than someone else perhaps could have done, just kind of taking it over. Yeah, I believe 100% that he was supposed to make this film, was supposed to direct it. Um, and that's and tell it the way he had envisioned so long ago. Absolutely. So let's talk about the music specifically in the film. 
uh, I know my daughter kept like throwing out, she's like, oh my goodness, that's the guy from King and Country. And then, you know, it was like, oh my goodness, that's Lecrae. So tell us about how you, you know, brought them in and just the development of the music behind the film. The music um, is obviously being a musical and we come out of music being our main thing. Um, we've always wanted the music to be very emotion driven. And we actually wrote the first set of songs seven years ago. And um, so that kind of set the tone for the rest of the film. But as each character has developed and as the script was being written and the character development was getting in place, um, those songs were just all about capturing the moment for the character and what they'd be feeling right in the moment. Um, whether it was comedic relief with the wise men or uh, in my blood with, with Joel singing and what's crazy is that, like, with Joel, for instance, we wrote that song not knowing that Joel was going to be cast in the film. These were all written way prior to anyone being cast. Mm -hmm. And so he was probably, I think he was the last person to actually be cast in the film. And he heard the song, and he said it just sounded even like something for King and Country would do. It's very much in their 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 house, mm -hmm. right? And... um I think it just really resonated with him, both musically, lyrically. He just really embodied that character and really brought it to life um, in such a beautiful and emotional way. Yeah. And how about Lecrae's part? Oh, Lecrae was, um, Gabriel was, is so important because here you've got this angel arriving in the middle of the night into a young girl's bedroom, right? That was so darn cute. <laughs> Oh, amazing. <laughs> it was hilarious and, I'm, and everything. I'm so glad it turned out that way because, um, you know, my husband always says he wanted someone to cast somebody who had a great uh, gravity to his presence, you know. And Lecrae certainly has that. But he also needed somebody with kindness in his eyes. And there is something about Lecrae. He's got a natural kindness to his eyes. And he's a, like a beautiful, large presence. And he just carries himself with such, um, you know, poise, I guess. And so Adam actually talked to him very first and said, um, how would you feel about this? He said, well, I've never acted before. So that, but he was open to trying and sure enough, he tried. And not only did he try, he just like took it to a, a new level that was so engaging and made Gabriel such a, um, a special moment in the film, really someone to be like trusted. And yet he's comforting and yet he's um, wise and funny. I mean, he just did such a great job with the role. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In this film, your emotions as you watch it are kind of all over the place, right? I mean, yes. Tell us about that and what you hope audiences will take away from this film. You know, um, it's kind of a I feel like music and musicals can can pierce. I think somebody said they can pierce defenses, right? But I just feel like any um, guards that people have, I hope would come down while watching this film because there is, it just tells the story, a beautiful story of what God did 2,000 years ago. And so the music just kind of rides the wave. It, it, it makes the wave. And you are definitely on a journey from the beginning, right? I feel like you've got 
something fun and light. You've got the heaviness and the darkness. So you feel the gravity of the moment. This is not just fluff, like, ooh, let's let's bring gifts to Jesus. This is also experiencing the gravity of what was going on at the time. This is scary. Mm-hmm. And um, so you've got that and you've got the emotion of Mary's call to God for help in her time of need when she's this responsibility and burdens placed on her. So you feel that I still cry at the end of that song when I'm in the theater. Um, but then I'm laughing at the wise men. So I feel like, you know, I always said, you know, if once you, you get to a certain point, you're like, okay, we need some comedy. We need, we need a break from the, the heaviness. You know, we didn't want it to be so many, um, nativity movies that we've seen in the past have been sort of dour and a little dusty and not a lot of joy. Like why? And to us, there should be joy. So yes, it was a serious situation, but there was also joy in what was coming. So we wanted to make sure there was just enough joy, just enough comedy, just enough heaviness so that everyone in the family can, um, understand what's going on and appreciate it and enjoy the experience. Yes, absolutely. Kind of as we wrap things up here, tell us about your experience bringing this to the family and just how has that gone over with the young ones, the old ones? Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Yes, the family is like, that's our, that's our. That's what we want because obviously we're a family and it's really important to us that we do things as a family. And it's hard actually to find things for like when we talk about going to the movies, we love going to the movies. It's just a a family pastime for us, but it's hard to find something where everybody can say, okay, yeah, (laughs) because you've got age groups, right? The parents want to see something, the littles want to see something else. And so the parents are forced to watch something that they don't want to or, or something like that. So it was important that everybody could enjoy it. And I think that, you know, what we've seen so far from the screenings is that the, everybody just responds so favorably. And you know, what's even more interesting is that a lot of times musicals are geared toward females, especially young girls. But I think because we have boys, what we've seen is that boys love it just as much as girls. So our test screenings, our numbers from boys have been just as strong as they are with girls. And that's, that's just something that um, we're really excited about. And I hope that families do get, take the opportunity to like, okay, let's all go together, whether it's just your immediately immediate family or your extended family with your grandparents, 
I just hope that it's something that they can make memories together and then they can, because you've had this shared memory, you can talk about it for all season long or, you know, open up the dialogue to anything. Yeah, absolutely. I think I can see how boys, you know, would resonate with some of the characters like Antonio Banderas and... Mm -hmm. Definitely. They love our boys and boys in general have loved all those male yeah. characters and those male songs. Right. Yeah. So from Milo Mannheim's numbers, you know, he's a big Disney artist. Yeah. Um, and then uh, good to be King with Herod and Antonio Banderas. And then of course, Joel Smallbones in my blood. I know a lot of guys that are like, I don't even like musicals, but I love this movie. <laughs> so they, there's something for them too. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see that. You know, I remember when Polar Express came out for the first time and kind of how enthralled we were and how it soon became a movie that we have to watch as a family together every year. And I can totally see this film doing the same thing. Like, it is definitely going to be on that must-watch, you know, favorites list. I hope so. I really hope so because, um, like I said, I just feel like that's an important time of, of life is to take a slice of time out of your schedule. And then of course at Christmas you have the time, but just to be together and do something that everyone enjoys together is so important. Um, So yeah, it's important that people, um, yeah, keep it. I I hope it does well, obviously. I hope it does well. Yes, of course, (laughs) definitely. Well, where can our listeners go and find out more information about the film? So the website is uh, journeytobethlehemmovie.com. And on that site, there's actually a lot of fun things. There are resources for families, too. There's even uh, coloring pages to print out for younger kids that tell the story of Christmas. Um, There are resources. There's a little video game on the site for kids to play that talk about Fig the Donkey. And he has his own little thing. There are little videos to watch. There's places you can um, pre-buy tickets or uh, gift tickets to someone in need, a family in need that might not be able to afford to go to the movies because it is Christmas. So we feel like we should be giving, you know, as much as we can. Um, So all of that is on the website, even renting a theater for a group, it's all there. And, um, you know, our our hope is that people go, even though Christmas is in just late December, we hope that people go early and often. Yes, you know, um, I do think it's like I've heard from a lot of people that they've watched, they want to watch it several times because there's just so much to grab. Yeah. There's so much material because it's a musical. There's songs and and story and dialogue and dancing and all those things to um, latch on to. So we hope that it stays around for a long time. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm quite sure it will. Well, Nikki, before we go, I have to ask you some of our favorite Bible study questions. So what Bible is your go-to Bible and what translation is it? Okay, so I have a couple answers because before the last couple of years, I was doing, I was using the Geneva Study Bible, okay? And then within the last couple of years of this, it's been a very all-consuming time. I'm on the Holy Bible app. Yeah. And I use that. Yeah. I just love that thing because it's right there and I can easily go to it right in the morning. And I, I go between the ESV and the NIV because depending on which church service I'm in or who I'm listening yeah. to, sometimes they, they go back and forth. But um, I generally seem to like the ESV. I don't know why. Um, I used to be 
a new, a new King James, but that was, that was in my old, in the old days. Um, yeah. I do really like the, the ESV and a lot of the people that we listen to seem to, to use that. So it seems to, our, our personal community group also uses the ESV. So that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Ours does too. It's a okay. great translation. Yeah. Do you have any favorite journaling supplies or anything you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? You know, I saw that, that, that question. I was like, oh gosh, I don't think I've journaled in years. Sadly, I should be, um, but just full, I'm just being honest. I don't think I've I've journaled. I, um, I have a son who doesn't like marking up books. He will not annotate. And I think there's like, I don't know. He has like, this is a book. I can't imagine making notes in it. And I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's, you should. Um, but I have a tendency to doodle outside of the book. I, I'm a, um, I'm not a note taker, but I'm a word writer. Okay. So I'll write down just key words and then they just accumulate. And then I feel like a story starts to take shape based on the takeaway words. And that's just basically my form. Cool. Okay. Um, I don't know that it, it just works for me. Yeah. How fun. But lastly here, you mentioned the Bible app. Would you say that's your favorite app or do you have any other apps or websites that you like to use for Bible study? Um, not that I like to use for Bible study. I, we listen to different um, devotions as a family um, in the mornings. But um, yeah, that's my, in the morning, that's my go-to, the Holy Bible, because they have the little videos. Now they have the Bible project videos. So if I just, I feel like diving in deeper to something, but with the devotion that they give every morning, you know, you have the little, sometimes new pastors that I've never heard of before, which I always find interesting because people I wouldn't usually never hear, I get to hear their delivery and their take on it. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, that's been good. And I, um. Yeah, that's something, I guess that's my app. I will say, um, my kids have the Abide app. I don't know if you've heard of that. Have you had that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, my 11-year-old has found it particularly helpful to fall asleep to people reading the Bible stories at night. So that's something that, um, yeah, I think, I don't know that everybody knows about. I think it's a really great app. Yeah, yeah. What a peaceful way to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for coming along with us today to share your new Christmas musical. Christmas. With us. <laughs> uh, it's just such a truly unique and fun way to tell the greatest story ever told. So we're very excited for you. Oh, thank you. I, I thank you for having me on and being willing to share the word and, and share about the movie and get people to see it. Absolutely. And for our listeners, be sure and kick off the Christmas season by gathering the whole family and seeing Journey to Bethlehem. It truly is a great way to make family memories, all while recounting Mary and Joseph's very special journey. We love you all, and we appreciate you listening. Have a blessed day.